Okay, and we're back. Um, I'll start this off uh, with uh, one a, a note about the music. I can't decide if I'm going to keep coming up with goofy little things out of boredom or land on something, or hey, you could make one for me if you're listening to this and you have the ability. Uh, Dear Tony Pod at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, I'd be curious. Uh, we're I think we're making progress. I liked my first little one in the first episode, but uh, my wife looked uh, at me like, really? You like this? And then I played her the goofy one that I think I attached to Rampage, and I didn't even <laughs> acknowledge it. I think I'm going to put the goofy one, uh, as she called it, uh, and uh, the silly one. And she chuckled, so I think that's a move in the right direction. I don't know. Um, oftentimes I make things like these uh, podcast recordings, and uh, I immediately uh, don't like them afterwards. So uh, I, a lot of times I'll uh, tinker with uh, beats and stuff lately, and uh, I immediately not like what I did. Uh, so, collision. Now we're in Calgary. Calgary, mm. and uh, we've got the opening promos. There's a lot of matches that they want to do this for, so they're quick little bites. Uh, I kind of raised an eyebrow when CM Punk said, I'm maybe with the one person that uh, doesn't think Punk. I mean, he's good. He's a great promo. He lifts a lot of lot, which is fair. A lot of people lift a lot of things from different people. It's all fair. It's all gravy. Uh, but I mean, sometimes I, I think more. Okay, I won't say that I'm not a fan of him lifting things. I don't give a shit if he lifts things or like blends things from movies or books or whatever or sayings. Uh, it's it's the fans that <laughs> that aren't aware i guess and they're like just wow do you remember when he said your hands are too short to, i mean what a line to come up with your hands are too short to box with god and it's just like god damn it brings me back to the time i had to listen to two uh, buddies of mine argue about um um in the background uh somebody had said good night sweet prince and i had to listen to uh my buddies listen uh, argue whether that was from Big Lebowski or uh, Hamlet was never uh, brought up. <laughs> uh, it was some the other guy had another reference, uh, and I was oh boy. Anywho, <laughs> he neither. Anyway, he said uh, what Punk had said <laughs> was, uh, uh, "I like okay. This is clearly back it up. Hold on." Because I'm immediately recording this right after the Rampage thing. Hi, I'm Wilson. I don't even know if I said that in the Rampage gimmick. Hi, I'm Wilson. This is Dear Tony. Uh, a podcast where uh, I ramble about things. Uh, and then there's AEW stuff that I talk about. Okay. Uh, CM Punk said. First he said. The air is thinner. And I went, okay, he's talking about Ricky Starks climbing a mountain, and he's the mountain. And he went, and the water sure as hell is deeper. And I went, oh, okay. Well, yeah, they say that a lot. You know, the water, you know, the water is deep. Can he? You know, that's a common thing to say with fighting. You know, does he have the 
gas tank, you know, swim deep, swim with the shark, whatever. Uh, and then it's sink or swim. And I went, sink or swim? The air is thinner. But so I went, uh, so then that's that thing where I think we're, I think he has some, he has, he, look, the delivery, does, it doesn't matter. With the delivery, it doesn't matter. But it's one of those things where my eyebrow goes up and I go, wait, what? We have uh, Ian Riccoboni, and and uh, he's uh, subbing in for Kevin Kelly, and he's got on, uh, he's dressed for the occasion. And this is the first of many uh, references to the Stampede uh, show in Calgary and uh, the, the hats, the cowboy hats and all that, and Pink and Bret Hart and the Hart family. And it, it, it starts and it never stops here. So we get FTR versus Bullet Club Gold in a uh, was it best uh, two out of three, and uh, while that FTR was coming out, I thought, God, you know, because a lot of times they lean on uh, Dax to do the promo work, and I was like, man, when's Cash going to kind of step up and start like kind of being more of a character? This is what I was thinking as he's coming down. I'm thinking, man, you know, he's always kind of the quiet one. He doesn't really cut too much. He doesn't really talk too much. And uh, at that point, Cash grabs somebody's uh, cowboy hat from the crowd, and then he puts on their sunglasses as well, but he puts them on upside down. And I thought, maybe maybe he doesn't need to have personality. Maybe I don't want goofy Cash. <laughs> uh, uh, let's put that uh, back in the bottle. Uh, this is, I'm going to just say it since it's randomly randomly entering into my mind. I realized on the first episode, uh, I, I was I was doing that a lot. I sounded like Jax from Vanderpump Rules. Did I already say that in the first episode? Or no, I just said that to a friend of mine. I sounded like that. And uh, that's not good. So I'm, I hope I'm not doing it. I'm trying not to, to do it. So I'm sorry now. I've done it now. I'm sorry. But uh, I don't know why that popped in my head. And it's not very good. Maybe I'll get better at this broadcasting thing. Uh, I did note uh, that uh, David Benoit was sitting, and he was on his phone, and he was at the mat matches in Cal Calgary. Uh, they announced that All Out is in the United Center, which I recall, our, our, uh, I think, uh, one man known as Scott Sudikoff said that uh, uh, he... Uh, was like no, it's the other way around. No, it's in the uh, it's in the uh, it's in the United Center, uh, and uh, the other shows are in the uh, Nam Arena. Uh, nobody cares about this. Uh, what they care about is FTR versus Bullet Club Gold, and uh, it was great. It was uh, dare you dare I say awesome. Uh, just a great match. Not going to go through it all. It was a long match. It was an hour. Uh, or just about an hour, and uh, just a bunch of great stuff. It all made sense and uh, was uh, fun, and uh, the crowd was always in it, and uh, it was just good. I mean, FTR is great, but and Jay White and uh, Juice Robinson are great, and uh, it almost great to the point that it's it's very annoying that dear Tony, the way that you brought Jay White into the promotion is uh, horrible, horrible. Uh, 
I mean, Jay, but Jay White is going to, and I, I, that I didn't get too upset at the time about Jay White and the way he was brought in because I knew that through the sheer force of his talent, he wasn't going to be like, he's not going to allow himself to be. He's going to get his spot. He's going to rise. The cream will rise to the top, and uh, I just, it's frustrating <laughs> to see how good he is and how good Juice Robinson is, and that's just. I, and you know what? Tony Khan might counter, well, hey, they're on collision and they're having this huge match against FTR, the tag team champions. It's like, okay, sure. Uh, I concede that point. And should Jay White be? I mean, I'm glad I got the match. Not saying that. But, I mean, the whole, I'm not good. It's over now. The Ricky Starks Jay White thing is over. It was. Possibly a good idea, and then I think at some point, I don't write me, Tony. Did you that one point go? Oh shit! <laughs> I can't. I don't want to beat Ricky because when at the time when it was happening, I was like, oh, it's just Jay White will beat Ricky. It'll stink that he's kind of on the ascent, but now he's got to take a loss. But you know, he's got the charisma to just like cruise past that. Either here nor there. Uh, look, all these little things, as much as you may or may not. Uh, like them because of the Ricky Stark Jay White thing. You got Jay White doing his uh uh mimicking, mocking Ricky Starks during that one beatdown. You gotta find the little silver linings. Uh and stuff where I don't like I'm gonna try to keep that in mind. How about that? Uh but now it's time to call out my buddy Larry. And he and I'm going to do this right now. I'm gonna look up Let's go to the AEW roster right now. He thinks that the tag division is in dire straits. Uh, in AEW. And I contend they're fine. <laughs> that it's fine. So now we're going to try and find the tag teams. Let's see if I can find a list. Let me type this in here. What I'm talking about. This is why I need to get my stand because you can hear AW roster. Okay, this was updated in July 4th. Let's see. This is from July 4th. This is their. Okay, this is already out of date, but we'll go with it. Um. So, this match was great, and I bring forth, as this is proof that the tag team division is fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> he said, Larry said, what did he say? Let's bring it up. Larry, you're getting called out. You're getting called out on Dear Tony. How do you like that? I want to load it up and find out exactly what he had said to me. I'm trying to remember. He had said uh, what he thinks the tag team division needs. Uh, of course, now this is uh, booting up, but we're going to go through, you know, and to Larry's point, you know, Larry has a point in that, uh, you know, they did this blind. What's funny is that they did this uh, blind tag team tournament where supposedly it was going to be like a mix, mix, mix and match of opponents, you know, battle bull style. And, uh, it just was. It was teams like that. We like Orange Cassidy and Darby. Yeah, they they've been a team. 
<laughs> amazingly so like it kept kind of ha- that kind of kept happening a couple times more often than not i'd say it was, or at best it was 50 50 of like a butcher and matt menard and then a t like and then it was who was it swerve and keith lee and it's like okay <laughs> uh so let's find it here I'm going to find it. Um, I'm going to find it. Hold on. This is thrilling, thrilling stuff. Hmm. I know I'm not finding it. This is great. Where did it go? Oh, I know where it is. Folks, I know where it is. Okay. Cat is meowing. This is, I'm keeping all this in. I'm keeping all this in. Okay, he says you should have six, around six viable teams and six lower card teams. Okay, let's see if they have six viable teams and six lower card teams. And let's go. Okay, they have uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Matt Menard and Angela Parker. I would say, mm, well, let me also jot, let me get a, do I have a pen nearby so I can like jot down notes? Hold on. We're getting up, folks. We're moving. We're moving. Six lower card teams, six five. So teams that could, that could theoretically contend for the tag titles. Okay. We'll put it on the side here. My notes. I like it. everybody's raving about this match, and I'm going to devote most of this collision time to uh, yelling at Larry, uh, or not yelling at Larry, cont- uh, having a good, uh, good, good-hearted debate. So let's say Matt Menard and Angela Parker. I I think I personally think you could uh, heat them up to where they are a viable contender. But let's just put it as low. They're lower mid card. Okay. So that's that's one. We need six and six. Okay. Lower mid card. Viable. Okay. They have Aussie open. And uh you know, one guy's injured right now, but you know, they're they're on the roster, Aussie open, and they're good. They could they're gonna be viable. So that's one viable. Best friends, that's lower mid card. But, you know. I think they have enough of a fan base that people would think that, you know, that you could heat them up again. I think you could heat them up that they have enough goodwill with the AW fan base and Larry, you got to take out your personal opinions out of this. We're just looking at this straight up. I know I'm putting in my personal opinions, but if you don't like the best friends, that's not my problem. 
the AEW fan base does. They have a lot of uh, goodwill. You got Bullet Club Gold. They're viable. Even though they just lost. They got FTR. They're the champs. That's viable. We're at three viable. Uh, we got the Lucha Brothers. Ray Phoenix, Ben and John. They're viable. They've been the Chag champs. They've got Private Party, even though one's injured. That's lower mid card. Uh, the Acclaimed. They're viable. And they're over. They got the guns. They've been champions. Uh, they're viable. They're viable. That's six. We got six viable. The Hardys. They're viable. And Jeff. I know. I don't like that they're viable. Uh, you got. Now, a lot of. The, I think what Larry's picking up on a lot of the tag team division is either they've moved over to try and bolster up the trios, which I don't even know what they're doing with that. That this I'll get into it later uh, with the House of Black stuff, but you know uh, you've got a bunch of lower card like we're at three, but you have like Butcher and Blade lower mid card. Uh, you have uh, Top Flight if they weren't injured. You have you know Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. We're at six. You have all kinds of combinations you could put in lower mid card. Come on now, uh, Darby and OC have tagged frequently. Uh, and right now you got MJF and M. Cole, and they're very viable. So, Larry, you're wrong. And you heard it here first. Uh, and anything that you could come up with as a counterpoint is an excuse, and you know it. Next. There was a This Is Awesome chant during the FTR Bullet Club Gold match, and I just liked that they did a crowd shot, and everyone's sitting, but they're clapping in unison. I just like that. Everyone was just... They were very into it, but they were all sitting down and just politely clapping and doing the chant very much in unison. I liked that. That image uh, made me laugh. Um, they At one point, uh, FTR did the uh, Power and Glory finisher, and I thought, why don't people get as upset about tag team finishers not being the finish? You know in single matches where somebody goes, like we just had it with the Tiger Driver uh, spot with the Kenny Omega, uh, Will Ospreay, where that should have been the finish, or people bring up, you know, back in the day, D Jake's DDT would be a finish. You know, why aren't, you know, the super kick was a finish? Why is it just a move now? And a lot of these tag team guys now, that they love spamming old finishers as part of the match, and you never hear anybody go, people love it. Nobody goes, well, that should have been the finish. Oh, they did the doomsday, that should have been the finish. Maybe that somebody is, and to that person, you're a dork. Okay, anybody that's complaining about finishers uh, should be the stop of a man. You're a dork. Stop it. Um, we get a Blood and Guts promo, and this is the first of many, which I wasn't paying attention to, but I definitely noticed this show where you're going to hear that, hey, it shortens lives and careers. You're going to hear it again and again and again to the point that I wanted them to stop. Uh, you had Ruby versus Willow. It's clunky in here balls there it just was over it's like the, in the spray can and it's clunky and this and that and so then willow wins fine okay tony comes out and they say hey just so you know there's gonna be a, an official ceremony at battle of belts okay we get last week we get more QT and Hobbs, which I don't know. Was this last week or is this supposed to have happened last week? It's just W Tony Shavani's like, let's go in there. It's just this WWE shit. And then we get Kings of the Black Throne. And 
I don't know if this is a hot take by any means or anything, but I'm not a big fan of Bray Wyatt. I'm not a big fan of Malachi Black, and simply because I don't really give a shit about, uh, as, look, Malachi Black said it. He said he gave Tony Khan a book of lore, and then didn't they hire Bray Wyatt? Like, they hired on somebody, and then, like, they named him, like, director of lore, or, like, create, Bray's creative? I don't but... I just I don't I don't I never liked the Undertaker growing up. I didn't like I didn't like any anything supernatural was not for me. I don't like it. So this whole like they come out and it's not like you know representing House of Black, it's honoring House of Black. <laughs> it's just like stop. Like, is there any one person in the AEW fan base that gives a shit about Malachi Black's like face? makeup and his eye and the status of his eye and if it's poisoning him or what it, whatever the story is and a lot of times with this stuff i mean he's in that batch of like is he being pushed enough is he getting enough creative what's he doing what's going on what does he want and it's like if he wants to if his idea is that what would kick up some ratings or kick up more people is that if he talks about his fucking eye some more uh wrong wrong just kick people in the head that's what people like i nobody and this thing <laughs> so they beat these jobbers and he's the storyline right now is that he has andrade's mask that he only wears during his entrance okay andrade's mad they cut to julia hart by the way during this thing and she just looks confused and <laughs> uh, I don't think she was expecting the I don't know what was going on. Uh, love Brody King all day long. And I would hope that Brody King wouldn't ask me to care about lore. Um, it just, oh, man. And, you know, it just kind of, I'm. you know what? I was kind of hoping that Collision would be a place for a lot of these uh, malcontents, these uh, misfit toys, so to speak. And be like, well, you know, you got these ideas. Let's see them. You know, a big part of my the allure to me for AEW is, you know, you think you can get over, then get over. You know, take a spot. You know, it's not going to be 50-50. It's not going to be uh, everyone deserves a championship. I, I cannot stand it when people are like, you know, Dolph Ziggler should be WWE champion because he deserves a tenure. Uh, you know, or, uh, oh, it's about time this guy got it. It's like about time. I prefer when people, uh, you might like a guy, and a guy might, might, might uh, be great, but he, it didn't necessarily, for whatever reason, whether it be like personal stuff or injuries or whatever, he just was never going to be, he never got there. He never was the champion. And that was fine. He still was great. He still remembered or whatever, but you know, I, I'm hoping that that's collision. It's a put up or shut up show is what I'm hoping for collision where, uh, they they get to do their their thing and uh again i feel like there's stuff like the stealing a mask it's like this is what we got who who dear tony who's responsible for this uh by the way if you wanted to know i looked it up because i missed it i don't even know if they said it on air but the uh the opponents to the house of black were artemis spencer and randy myers okay uh, now trying to 
check these notes, promos for, I have no idea, promos for, who is watching Collision? What promos for matings? I don't know. I did write Shorten's Lives and Careers, exclamation point. <laughs> well, Royal Rampage is returning. Uh, I don't know. Did I watch Royal Rampage? Do I remember what it was? I don't. Exciting stuff. Uh, don't know. Don't remember. Don't know what it means. And uh, I've been watching AEW since the beginning. And I feel like I have a pretty good memory, even though I say, I think I, yeah, I maybe I do say I don't remember a lot. Uh, CM Punk comes out. It's CM Punk and Ricky. There's dueling chance. Uh, you know, Punk. I've uh, I CM Punk. How do I feel about CM Punk? I feel like he loves sports. Um, he takes wrestling very seriously. He does not like people commenting on him or speculating on him, even though I feel like he his camp feeds that stuff. Uh, which is an interesting thing to be, uh, you know, familiar with the sports world and then be perceivably thin-skinned. Uh, uh, I mean, if you, I don't really have much to say. That guy has an entire history you can look to about how he interacts with people and how he presents himself and how other people have have spoken on how they perceive him. And I think at the end of the day, my big thought has always like punk must love being this age. If only because I feel like, and this is my story. He's wanted to be the old vet for so long. And now finally, and I think that was possibly part of the problem. Finally he is. And he just was dying for a young locker room to be like, yes, old vet punk locker room leader and just he happened to be in a locker room of self-made guys in a company that where it came about from their way of doing things that they didn't really uh he wasn't getting the what he needed from people he the 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 fantasy that he had of finally you can only bring up terry funk and harley race up so much <laughs> and how you had viewed them as a young man, and now finally, you know, uh, he's there, and I don't know if he's getting what he wants out of it. I would say just enjoy uh, being in front of these crowds and, and wrestling and uh, go from there. Ricky Starks, definitely, clearly, the crowd is, the crowds have been like, okay, like he definitely lost a step from, and that's on you, Tony Khan. <laughs> he's lost some kind of step. And it looks like, from what the match, they look. He's going. Uh, he's going to go heel. He's going to be a bit, little bit of a bad guy, a little bit of a shit heel. Uh, he uh, wins holding the ropes. Which CM Punk later he go he leaves the ring. You see it. They end. They end it with Ricky celebrating. That's how Collision ends. And so look, we'll get into it. We'll do do this all separately. <laughs> Uh, we'll get to Battle of Belts. So, Collision, great show. Uh, 
you know, uh, the Punk match was good. Uh, the Willow match and Ruby was fine. Uh, the tag matches, I mean, yeah, just for the tag match, that was a great. That was great. I don't know. I I I will say I don't know where you go because I don't think about that stuff too much. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So I'm 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 looking forward. I'm guessing FTR moves on to uh, Cole and MJF, and I don't know what you do with the uh, Juice and, and and Jay White. I say Jay White, time to move on and do a singles thing. Same thing with Jay. Uh, it's, I don't even right now. I couldn't even tell you who the TNT champion is right now. Oh God, we'll, we'll get it. Okay, I know who it is. We'll get into it in Battle of Belts. Okay, let's go Battle of Belts. Uh, see you soon. Bye.